is and I, that I liked about coaching, a coach never gives anybody any talents. Come on. Coaches don't give people talents. They, they help people with their talents by giving them the tools yeah. to use the talents God has given us. Yeah. Does that make sense? That's right. And so when we, when we go out there and we look at, at uh, we'll say, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Mahomes, come on, amen. come on. We look at, or we look at them, and we look at those the greatness of those guys, and they're great. And I was watching uh, Mahomes yesterday, uh, throwing those passes. Of course, you know he's, he was a baseball player, so he can throw an underhand pass. And I was watching him, and he has God has gifted that man with a tremendous, tremendous ability, right? That's right. But there's a guy over on the sideline that showed him and put him in a position to use the talents that God has given him by giving him a chance to play and use the tools. That's right. You all look at those guys and you see that. You understand where I'm coming from? Well, if I get up here and tell you that you're not living at the standard God has created you to deliver, would you be upset about that? You'd be, you just got through, you shouldn't be. You just got through up here getting all excited, right? You see? So I'm, I'm just simply here to help you, come on here, to use the, the tools that God has blessed you with. Come on. Right? And some of those tools is sometimes we are lacking as God men. Let's just start there. As God men, God has given us the tools to be great God men. Teach. Or excellent God men. He's done the same thing with the women. He's given you the tools to, um, excuse me, the ability. Let me say the ability. The ability to do that, men. Women, you got the ability to do that. That's right. You see, but you come to church to hear, get a lesson, or you read your scripture to give, to use those tools that God has given you. Do you understand it? And so when we sit in here this morning, I'm going to do four different versions of the same scripture, or three, I don't know, three, three different versions of the same scripture because I, it's fun and it's great. You all look great praising God, but that's just here. How are you living after you walk through them doors? Come on, Coach. And when you walk in the doors of your home. You understand where, I, where I'm coming from? There's a word that we as athletes athletes and coaches shouldn't be afraid of. And the word is called excellent. You never heard a, a coach get excited about, y'all played a fair game today. <laughs> that ain't working. Come on, coach. That's right. Yeah, but when you do, uh, he wants you to do an excellent job today. And he'll say, y'all done an excellent job today. Well, would God touch each one of us in here in the positions that he's given us, would he say, Johnny Fields, because he ain't into that pastor thing, Johnny Fields, you're an excellent husband. You're an excellent father. You're an excellent grandfather. You're an excellent pastor. Are, y'all, are you feeling me, as they say? You see, would he, I want you to stay with me, would he look at you and say, you're an excellent lady, which we don't use much anymore, but you're an excellent lady, all right? You're an excellent wife, mother, okay? Grandmother. You see, do you know that you can have 
I mean, you don't have to have children to be a father or mother or grandmother or grandfather because the scripture says we are fathers to the fatherless and mothers to the motherless. So we all have, a, yes, we all have, all of us need fathering. That's right. And all of us need mothering. That's right. You see, I uh, had a great experience, and you know, of all of the things, that I'm, all these tests that I've been going through, and the greatest thing that from now on that I'm always going to choose is women doctors. Man, they from KU, because you all know I go to KU, I had to go to the medical center and get all of the tests and all. They treated me like I was their child. They had that mother instinct. And they, you know, they didn't know about no pastor fields. They say, Johnny, this is what we're going to do. This is, I mean, wow, it's great. And now I'm getting those infusions, and it's done by uh, two incredible three incredible ladies. One of the people that had to give me the infusion, the second or third one, I forget the one, the second one, she wasn't there and there's a guy in there. And he put that needle and I was gonna smack him. <laughs> yeah, 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 do you see? And yeah, because see, I'm saying, hey, and he was saying, oh, there's such and such. And uh, I, you know, you know, some of them know I'm a pastor in there. You see? Come on, pastor. But he didn't, and he was apologizing. Don't apologize, do it right. That's right. All right, and so that's the thing. So the next time I went back to get it, I told the, 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 one, the lady that does it all the time, said, oh, he's gone. We shipped him up to Platte City. <laughs> and, and, but it's literally they treat you different because they have a mother instinct. That's right. You see? Come on here. Come on. And they, they only, they don't, they use those tools that God has given it. It's in every woman. You don't even have to have a child to be a mother. You see? You see? So there's things that God has given us that we need to use, okay, in our everyday life, even on our jobs. That's right. That's right. All right? But I want to talk to you and challenge you today as you know, I'm not one. I love it when everybody does the praise and worship. I know that's fun. But I want to know, sometimes Isaac will say, how y'all living? And everybody gets excited, so I'm blessed. Well, you know, there's some, all right, you all do it. Say, man, y'all the ones that's been doing it. <laughs> you see, but I want to ask in a different way. Not, don't even answer. I want to ask you how you living, and I want to hear you say self-righteous. I mean, Righteous, not self-righteous, righteous. I want you to say godly life. That's right. Yes. That's right. Because guess what? You're saved. Amen. You got the tools. That's right. That's right. You, you, I mean, the only thing that somebody has to show you is how to use them. That's right. Do you understand me? So we're going to talk about how we can be excellent. Don't be afraid to be excellent. You see? You, you all know me, I'm a Lombardi guy, you see? If we strive for excellence, perfection, excuse me, if we strive for perfection, the worst we can come out is excellent. That's right. If we try for perfection, the worst we can come out is excellent. I would, my, our Sister Gwen, I'm gonna speak for her, don't say nothing. I'm gonna speak for her, because <laughs> we know how she can get in here. We, I'm just joking. Uh, if she would say, John is not a perfect husband, 
but he's an excellent husband. Two things I like about that, being excellent and still have something to work forward to, to perfection. Challenging. And it Mom. doesn't matter what age you are, how long you've been married, or any Mom. of that. Are y'all with me? Or as an individual. And so the Bible tells us, 1 Peter tells us, 1, 3 through 11, for his divine power. We're talking about God's divine power. Say that, God's divine power. God's divine power. Go ahead, please. Has bestowed on us absolutely everything necessary for a dynamic spiritual life. So I'm living what I want to live, a dynamic spiritual life. What kind of life are you living? Hmm. What kind of life are you living? If you are saved and filled with the Holy Spirit, you're supposed to live this kind of life. That's right. You see? All right, keep going, please. And this is from the Amplified, and it says, And godliness through true and personal knowledge of him. Now stop right there. Through the personal knowledge of him. Say that. Through the personal knowledge, knowledge of, of him. him. Now here's the rest of it. Who called us by his own glory and excellence. So God has called us by his own glory and excellence, meaning he wants us to be what? Excellent. Excellent. And that's what we're here for. That's what we come in his church to learn from today. We want to walk out those doors and say we got work to do. Right. we got some work to do in our lives. No big eyes, little use, no little use, big eyes. Every one of us in here from the pulpit on down back there, we got work to do because God has called us to live an excellent life. That's what he's called us to do. That's right. Amen? Amen. The message says it this way. Everything that goes into a life of pleasing God. And so this is where we're at today. Listen, look at me, especially you women. Your life is to please God. Quit trying to be man pleasers. Come on. Your life is to please God. Don't allow anybody, you're trying to please folk, they'll change their mind. You see, I'm trying to live, if, here's me, if I'm living a, a God-pleasing life, I could care what anybody else thinks of me. You understand? You my old saying, it's not what you think about me, it's what I think about you. That's right. That's Makes right. a difference in my life. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's right. God has called you to live. Yes, he has. And if he's called you to live a certain type of life, uh, ladies, he's given you the tools and the ability to live the life that he's called you to do. That's right. That's you right. see, you don't have to search. You're already qualified. You know, sometimes we get too much, and there ain't nothing wrong with it, okay? We, we get too much trying to do this, do this, do this, to attract, trying to attract nobody, you see? You're already attractive. Does anybody understand what I'm talking on, about? Up here? Come on. You see, what you see, see, when, when you get there, the people call it arrogance, okay? I call it holy boldness. When you look at yourself through the eyes of God instead of yourself and other people, you see excellence. That's right, that's right. Or do you see what I'm talking about? You see, so, and those are, that takes away all this insecurities that we have. You need to teach your children that. You see, you understand that? There should be no insecure Christian at all. That's right. Not one that believes in the calling that God has called them to do. That's right. That's right. right? If all of you women were the same size, let me tell you something. Somebody would go broke. That's right. Are, are, are you with me? You see, and some of you would be in trouble because he didn't create you to be that. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's right. So we, we, we're, we're different. We're different. We're Christians. 
And we're going to, I'm going to pound this in it. I don't care if I do it every Sunday. If, if, isn't it, Sister Gwen said something once, and she was talking about men. Well, she was talking about African-American men. She said, if they would work as hard at being good men and fathers, husbands and fathers, as they do run up and down them courts and up and down them fields. Teach. 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 They put the energy in that like they put the energy in that other stuff. You see? You see, one of the things that's bothered me now, this is me, and being a coach, I can say this. We got kids working harder on a soccer or a football or baseball than they do on their life, because that stuff, none of y'all is probably going to, nobody in here I don't got a kid's going to be a millionaire anyway. You see? But they're all going to wind up getting married and being husbands and fathers and wives and mothers. You understand? This helps you do that. That's right. This will help you do that, you see? Okay, and that always upsets people. When it shouldn't upset you because I'm coach all the way. That's right. Guess why you should know I'm coach, right? Because that's what I'm trying to do to you. I'm trying to get you to use the, the abilities and the talents that God has given you to please him. And to do that, you have to please him. Then if you please him, you'll please that generation, and that generation will please the next generation, and you'll have successful people. You may not have any Michael Jordans or any of them people, or Mahomes and Aaron Wright, but you'll have happy, strong, healthy kids and families. That's right. That's right. You see? That's right, Pastor. And your daughters won't marry because they're desperate and take what's coming in front of them because there'll be a quality that they think about themselves and they won't let anybody that's lower than them come into their life. In other words, the Bible says they won't have unequally yoked people in their life. That's right. You see, I'm more concerned about who your children, what they're going to be as mothers and fathers and husbands and wives and grandparents more than what I care about them being anything else. You see, and we in Kansas City, it is, it is sad because y'all know how big Chicago is and Detroit and all those places. Kansas City is at the top. They call it the killing city. You know that. That's what they call Kansas City. And most of the kids that are doing it are kids. Right. You see, and the reason they're kids is because they're not sitting in churches on Sunday mornings with their parents. That's right. Okay. That quiets people down real good. And never, and wait a minute, this is a great message. It ain't but two people gonna be mad, huh? The devil and the people got the devil in them. That's right. That's right. All right, here we go. Again, verse 3, it says, everything that goes into a life of pleasing God. How much? Everything. How much? Everything. Here we go. Yeah, not some things. <laughs> everything. Has been miraculously given to us by getting to know personally. God has given us everything. Yes. What are you doing? God has given us everything to please who? Him. And, and goes into us living a God-pleasing life. Is God pleased with the way you live in your life today? That's the question. Don't be thinking about who should have been here. You know, you sit in church and say, I wish my husband would have been here. You probably, if he ain't here, he probably shouldn't have married. But anyway, here we go. Come on. That's true. That's the truth. It is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, since y'all upset, I'm going to upset you more. Is God pleased with the people that you put in your life? Teach. Is God pleased with the surrounding you have? From now on, for the rest of your days, you're going to look for a God-pleasing person in your life. That's right. That's right. That's right. Doesn't that make sense? You see, okay. 
again, it's been given to us by getting to know personally and intimately the one who invited us to God. So he invited us to God, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ invited us to God. No man can get to the Father but by me. That's what he said. So he's given us an invitation. So if you don't know Jesus, you can't get to him. That's right. Do you know him? Okay. All right. It says the best invitation we ever received. You haven't got an invitation any better than that. When Jesus Christ says, come unto me. Come on. And I'll, I'll take you to the Father. What an invitation that is. That's right. You got to take it. Sometimes we, and we don't do it so much now because of COVID and all this stuff. We open the doors of the church. You know, I don't know where that came from, but we open the doors of the church you see, and some people think that the only way, no, that's joining the church, mm -hmm. right? That invitation that God has given you, Jesus Christ has given you to come to him, you can do that anywhere. That's right. <clears throat> that's right. Yeah, you can. Yes. You can give your life to Christ in your home, in your car. Mm -hmm. You see, right. we invite you to, to join the church, but we can help you. If you haven't given your life to Christ, we can explain that to you how to do it. But it ain't limited to these walls. It ain't limited to these walls. And thank God it ain't limited to these walls. That's right. All right. Now verse 3 through 11 from The Voice. His divine power has given us everything we need. His divine power has given us everything we need. I love that. God's divine power. Look at me. Everybody look at me. You saved? Yes. You filled with the Holy Ghost? Yes. You ain't lacking nothing. That's right. Because his divine power gives you everything you need. That's right. Now, sometimes you, we fail because we're over there something we don't need. God knows what we need and what we don't need. That's right. You know, I used to joke all the time, I have a need for speed. Come on. You remember that, that That's story? Right. That's right. When I was coming down from Lawrence, I've told the story, and I was going about 145, 150, going to stretch my, my vet out a little bit when I had it. And, and then the Spirit told me, you could hit a rock because mm -hmm. right. you know, the vet's plastic. Yes. Ain't number fiberglass. You see? So I don't have a need for, I had a need for speed, that's flesh. You know who I gave that vet to? I said, Isaac, I got a gift for you. <laughs> you see? Because Isaac's never got a ticket, knock on wood or whatever, never got one. We ain't gonna talk about me. But Isaac's never got a, <laughs> never got a ticket before. So he don't have a need for speed because he goes by what? So who was wrong? Well, come on. God probably said, you might have a need for speed, but you'll be in a hurry. You'll be looking up at the grass instead of down at the grass. That's right. Keep going. We got it. Again, his divine power has given us everything we need to experience life and to reflect God's true nature through the knowledge of the one who called us by his glory and virtue. So God has given me everything I need to experience life and reflect God's nature in everything that I do. Amen. Amen to that. He's, let, let me come over here. God has given you, when you're in God's nature, there's a couple here, married couple here, God has given them the nature, his nature. If they stay with his nature, it'll be the death of us part. That's right. Because That's right. both parties will have everything they need to please God. And if you live in a God-pleasing life, then you can say to death, do us part. That's right. If you had that other thing, nature, your human nature would change. 
because you don't look like you used to look. Oh, you ain't the man you used to be either. Well. You understand what I'm saying? Well, come on. Yeah, see, see the men talk. Oh, they like, hey, man, hey, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah all right. We, let's just be real up in here, all right? Right. Yeah, all right. That's right. Here we go. That's right. He says, for by these he has bestowed on us his precious and magnificent promises of inexpressible value. Guess what I'm living on? God's promises. You're living on God's promises? Two things God can't do is lie and fail. That's right. So if you're living on God's promises, he won't lie to you and you won't fail. That's right. So this is what you want to live your life on. He's just got through promising you that he'll give you and empower you, give you the knowledge of everything you need to live a quality and quantity life. That's right. That's right. That's right. You see, man, it is great. It is great to, to feel good, but after the feeling is gone, here's, can you praise God when you're sick? Mm. You see, I can tell you about me, you know, uh, going through all of this, uh, uh, I was looking in the mirror and looking at my hands. You know, my hands are like, are, are like dark. And I was laughing at Sister Gwen. I said, people think I'm, I've been out in the sun, so I'm glad this is summertime. <laughs> they have no idealistic radiation infusion that they put in my body that's turning my skin. You see? But it's all good. You see? You understand what I'm talking about? Come on. I'm praising him. But I learned something. You want to learn something that I learned? that I use for me, it's not me. God, there's two things, healing and miracle. Stay with me. All he, sometimes healing is a process. That's right. A miracle is that way. That's right. So God is healing me. Somebody else, some, some other people get a miracle. You see, but some, uh, some, some folks need the healing process to show the people around him that are them, that God can help them go through whatever they have to go through until they are healed. That's right. You that's see? That's right. And, and we ought to, uh, uh, that's a privilege. I remember reading when Paul, and I think it was Silas or Barnabas, I don't know which one now, getting older, so sometimes I forget. So the thing of it is, they were gotten beaten. Remember that? They got beaten and they were rejoicing to God that he called them worthy enough to be beaten and suffer for Christ. Well, some of us, some of us, not all of us, we get excited that God can use us as an example how to persevere right. and to go through things, right? Because everybody's not going to get a miracle, but everybody can be healed. Teach. Am I teaching? All right. And see, then you can look good going through the healing. That's right. Put your coat back on. Come on. Get back ready. I told y'all it was driving me nuts that I couldn't wear a suit coat. But that's the, that part of me that, cause you know, I'm kind of old school. You know, you ought to, you know, pastor ought to be up in the pulpit, he ought to be such and such. But you know, my, it got a little warm up in here and God's wisdom said, all right, you, can be, you might want to take your coat off. You pass out up here in front of the congregation then they'll be questioning everything else you're doing. Come on. You see, Come on. You, you see what I'm saying and remember? You remember, you know, I got a closet full of boots and somebody said, oh, you don't wear boots anymore. They think I'm trying to be stylish. It is stylish. I'm good. Yeah. It's for my feet. <laughs> I'm a little older now. 
And so now I'm using God's knowledge and God's wisdom, God's knowledge and God's wisdom. Said, you may want to try something else. Come on. Are you with me? Am I making sense? All right. Well, Pastor, you are looking good. Thank you. Again, it says, so that by them you may escape from the immoral freedom that is in the world because of disreputable desire and become sharers of the divine nature. And sometimes, if, if you all haven't been listening to uh, uh, DJ's been doing on Tuesdays, he's taking over and doing those steps, and he's telling and, and explaining what, the, what, your, what your lower nature will do Come on. and what your desires to do. I guess when I get through with this statement, we can all say amen. All of us have got in trouble following our lower nature. Teach. But we are glad now that we are saved and we have the tools. Now, we, you don't have to use them, but we have the tools to stay what? In divine nature. That's right. That's right. All right. You're learning? Okay. In verse 5, he says, For this very reason, applying your diligence to the divine promises. So where? Whose promises? The divine promises. Now, Peter asked me, God, there's two things God can't do, and what are they? Lie and fail. So why wouldn't you listen to it, read about his promises? Come on. Why aren't you living on his promises? Yes. You see, why are you getting in a hurry? Mm -hmm. Slow down. Amen. If he promised it, it's coming. That's right. You see? I went to a church to visit, or to the mother church, after we had church here, because they have a longer service than you, we do here. And when I walked in, Gwen's sister was there and looked at me and said, now you got to get up here. Come up. There's Johnny. God is going to raise him from the dead. Mm -hmm. And just took out shouting. Mm -hmm. Amen. You see what I'm talking about? Yes. It was a prophecy. Yes. Satan got no power. That's right. That's right. Got no power. That's right. He, he tried to but he wasn't successful. That's right. I'm living on whose promises? God's. You know what his promise is to me? Johnny Fields, I will not start a work in you that I will not allow you to finish. That's right. That's, that's right. God's promises. Look at me, and that's for every one of you in here. Live on God's promises. Don't be in a hurry. Live on God's promises. No needy people in Christ Temple North. You know why? He said, I'll supply you of your every needs. That's right. I'm living on that promise. That's right. He didn't say wants. He said needs, because some of you want to take it down. That's but he right. said needs. You see? So think about it. What you want may not be what you need. And sometimes less is more. That's right. That's say right. amen to that. Amen. All right. You know, there's some work, though, Pastor. All right. Scripture says, make every effort in exercising your faith. Make what? Every effort in exercising, in exercising your faith. So if you're going to ex have to exercise your faith, then there's going to be some situations, circumstances where you're going to have to have some faith in. Yes, I don't know. Those prosperity messages are great, but no, no, no. Don't work that way all the time. Exercise your faith. Do you know where you're living? Maybe where your faith's at. Come on. Exercise your faith. Sickness, exercise your faith. Yeah, job, exercise your faith. Finance, exercise. Spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, financially, exercise your faith. Okay. 
He says, exercise your faith to develop moral excellence. Wait, wait a minute. There's, a, there's, a, there's that word. Moral excellence. Again, it's excellence again. What are we trying to be in here? Excellent. Because he said we could do it. That's yes. right. So if he said we can do it, he gives us the tools to do it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Amen. Well, come on. You see? Moral excellence. Yes, you can. Your body can tell you, or your flesh, or your lower nature can tell you, go there. More excellence. God's given you the power. You say, I don't need that. That's right. You see? Yeah. You ever tell yourself to shut up? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Get out of your own ear. Come on. I'm serious when I say that. You see? All right. Because he whispers in your ear. But if you have moral excellence, you'll do what's right. That's right. That's right. Would God be pleased with what I'm getting ready to do, how I'm getting ready to do it? Mm. Is it moral excellence? All right. And then, Pastor, the scripture says, and in moral excellence, knowledge. What? That's what you're getting here. Knowledge comes from books and personality. God will send somebody to you to give you the knowledge. Mm -hmm. But you have to have the faith on your own. All right? Knowledge is also insight and understanding. He'll give you insight and understanding in your life. There are things, there's one thing that we've just now learned about uh, with all the sickness, mental sickness. It took athletes to start speaking out. And now people are figuring out that there's things that are going on in people and ourselves that we need to take a look at. We used to criticize people. Now we look at them through the eyes of Christ and said, there's a reason. You see, in everything, Read that one again for me, please. And in moral excellence, knowledge. He gives me the knowledge. We hear people sometimes, we hear people sometimes, actually, I don't understand my wife. I don't understand, thank you, I don't understand my husband. Well, get out of the flesh. Come on. Get in the spirit. That's right. And the spirit will give you insight. Come on here and an understanding of why that act is going on or why that person is acting like that person is acting. That's right. Or yourself. And I love sex. And in, not, and in your knowledge, self-control. Self-control. Self-control, people. There's no reason to get angry or upset. Have self-control. Come on. Self-control. Control yourself. It don't work. How will goes to give you self-control? All right. And in your self-control, steadfastness. And you can steadfast, because self-control will give you what you need to stand mm -hmm. and to be steadfast. Yeah. Are you all right? Yeah. Says, and in your steadfastness to knowledge, add discipline. I love that word, mm -hmm. discipline. To knowledge, add discipline, and to discipline, add endurance. Right. You want to have some fun? You want to get married, you already ain't married, let me tell you what it takes. Knowledge, add discipline to discipline and endurance because it is a marathon, not a sprint. That's right. That's right. Can somebody say amen to that? Amen. Amen. In everything, even in sickness, you've got to have that. You still process. I'm going through a process now. And some others have been in here. They can tell you. Sister Evelyn, some others in here can do Atlanta. Some other people have been in here. They can tell you. Sometimes you've got to endure the process. 
And then you get victory. Right. Then you can praise God. Yes. And then you can really praise God from that song they were singing. That's right. And then you can use Isaac's favorite thing. Look at God. Can he do it? Come but it, it takes endurance. I don't know where you're at, but I know where someone's at. And if take your time. God will give you the discipline and endure. Everybody laughs when you put it in marriage, but all the marriage people say amen. Amen. All right. And to endurance, add godliness. And to endurance, add godliness. Keep keep going, please. And in your godliness, brotherly affection. And this is where we're hurting. Where's our brotherly affection at? Where's your brotherly affection at? Look at where we're at now. Mm. All right, here we go. And in your brotherly affection, develop Christian love. Do you love... Do we love each other in here as a family? Yeah, Christian love. You see, you got to love your Baptist folks, your Memphis folks, Pentecostal folks. Those are all just doctrines. But do we love each other in the church? Do you, when you see these people in there, I wonder if some of you, when you see somebody not here, now we have a lot of folks going vacations and things. When you not see them in here and you look around, do you look and say, so-and-so's not in there. I hope they're all right. Don't call and pray for them. That's right. All right. It says, that is, learn to unselfishly seek the best for others and to do things for their benefit. How many of you in here are doing something for somebody else? Come on. And for their benefit? Come on. There are some times that some things, it's okay for me, but it ain't okay for them. Right. So I don't do them for their benefit. You with me? Mm-hmm. All right. Verse 8, it says, For as these qualities are yours and are increasing in you as you grow towards spiritual maturity. And that's what we want to do. Get off the milk. Paul talked to a church and said, I'd love to give you meat, but I have to give you milk. Christ took the north. Are you going to be milk Christians or meat Christians? Mm. This is sometimes church gives us a, one of the best things that ever happened to church for church Christian people is church. Sometimes one of the worst things that's ever happened that's right. is church because we get bad information. I talk to some of the older people and they drive me. They drive me. Well, the Lord, no, they didn't say that. Somebody made that up. And it went to the tradition. Y'all know the one. Money is the root of all evil. It ain't in the Bible. It says the love of money is the root of all evil. You see, ain't nothing evil about money if you ain't got it. That's right. (laughs) Come on. That's right. That's right. (laughs) And many of you all have heard that, just like, come on. There's certain things that we've heard from tradition. No, let's get back in the book. That's right. Let's live from the book. I don't, I ask God sometimes, now don't y'all try this because you, uh, say, God, you promised me. You promised me. And I pray, it's called praying on scriptures. I use this scripture. Right here. Now y'all call it, call it, calling out. But I ain't calling him out, but we'll say it so you understand it. I, I do it, yes. I'll get me something and say, God, oh, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. God, you promised me in your word that I shall not want. 
And God, I love you, and I know you love me, and I know there's two things you can't do. is lie and fail. So you are my shepherd, I shall not want. It's in here. That's right. Every promise of God is in here. Yeah. Every, he wants you to challenge him because he smiles at you. It's called God winks. He winks at you and he just smiles. You see? see? Johnny Fields, Pastor Fields, whatever y'all call me, Brother Johnny, it doesn't told y'all that you are excellent That's because right. he created you excellent. That's right. Why are you living down here? Hmm. All right. Again, verse eight. See, says, sometimes I want to ask people when they go into church, jumping and shouting. What you jumping and shouting about? Well, I'm serious. You see, you got a testimony. You trust him. You believing in him. Or is it because the these people are singing good? Are they ministering to your spirit? When they sing, what was that last song y'all sung? When you sit there, did it just make something come up on you? Come on. And some of us think about, oh yeah, I want to get up here and say, y'all have no clue. I went to him in prayer, and I'm still standing because I can go there. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. You can too. So you need something, go to God in prayer. He promised you supply right. your every need. That's right. Okay. And you, wanna, you know what you ought to thank God for? God, thank you for knowing what I need and not allowing me to have what I want. Come on. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? All right. Again, the Bible tells us in verse 8, for as these qualities are yours, and are increasing in you. Are what? Increasing in you. Are what? Increasing. One more time. Increasing. All right. As you grow towards spiritual maturity. That's what we're doing. We're growing towards spiritual maturity. You see, when you walk out here, stuff that used to bother you are not bothering you anymore. You see? They're in a, what they call that thing, a recession? Is that what it's called? God don't go in no recession. That's right. What are you talking about? That's right. He said, I'll supply you every need. So no matter what they're doing over at the White House, you're going to be what? Yes, Have everything you need. That's right. Come on. Come on. You ready? Yep. It says, they will keep you from being useless and unproductive. What? They will keep me from being useless and unproductive. So if you're useless and unproductive, that ain't got nothing to do with God. That's because you ain't living on his promises. That's right. You can't be a child of God and not be productive. Wow. Satan's lying to you. That's right. And if I need this and I can, no, you don't need anything. You got God. That's all the need you need. And you got his promises. So you don't need anything else but him and his promises and you will be productive. That's right. And sometimes being productive is teaching other people how to go through something. That's right. Right? Because see, some people are not reading this but they're reading you. That's right. You understand what I'm talking about? That's right. Yeah. It says, in regard to the true knowledge and greater understanding of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I want to know more about him. I get excited. I want to know about him. I want to understand him more. And the more I get to know about him and the more I uh, understand him, the more I fall in love with him. 
You see? Guys, people, I'll just use this because it's just easy for me because Glenn's sitting there. You want to love your wife more or your husband more? Come on. Love God more. There you go. That's right. Well, that was thin. That's right. Well, maybe they're already full. Yeah, or uh, something. Right? Full of something. All right, go ahead. Well, here, go ahead. Here get get me nine. out of this. Here it is in verse 9. <laughs> Whoever lacks these qualities is blind. So if you, you lack these qualities, you're blind. And if you're a blind person, you fall, you're going through life just trying to figure out things. But one that has the spirit knows exactly where they're going. You're not short-sighted in here. We're not short-sighted. We're not blind. We're not short-sighted because we do everything with the eyes of God. The power of God, the strength right. of God, the That's knowledge right. of God. All right? It says closing is spiritual eyes to the truth. And we don't close our spiritual eyes to the truth because the truth is the truth anyhow. Keep going, please. Having become oblivious to the fact that he was cleansed from his old sins. You, we are cleansed from our old sins. Say, I am cleansed from my old sins. I am cleansed from my old sins. All right, here we go. Keep going. Therefore, believers, be all the more diligent to make certain about his calling and choosing you. What? He called and chose you. didn't choose him. He chose you. Yes, huh? That's some good stuff there. I love that. And then it says, be sure that your behavior reflects and confirms your relationship with God. In everything you do, remember mm -hmm. that you're representing your God. Folks get mad at me because, you know, I'm kind of a pastor that says things that you folks do not say in religion. I tell, come on here. Come on, coach. I tell black men, you better learn something. Mm -hmm. You represent a race. That's right. Yeah, they, and they, they well, No, no, no. You represent a race. And everything you do, you remember, you represent a whole race. That's right. That's a fact. Amen. You see? Folks don't want to hear it. Oh, he said that. Yeah, I said it because it's true. Come on. That's right. That's why I stay on you all up in here. Yeah, you, you walk right, you talk right, you think right, you look right because you represent Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That's right. You see? I don't care. I've been watching some of, I'm watching some of these uh, preachers, and nothing wrong with it. They ain't going to go to hell for that. I've seen this preacher had some skinny jeans on. Yeah. Mm. And wait a minute. No, no. It worked from here down. But everything from here up was not skinny. You see? Wait a minute. That was a distraction. I'm telling you, it was a distraction for <laughs> For everybody in the pulpit. Yeah. That's a fact. You see, but that's the new style, they say. Come on here. That's the new style. And they've got some of them wearing with a, you know, holes and stuff in it. You remember when you always put them on on patches when you had those holes? Now they You represent God. Does that represent God? Well. And you know why they're doing that now? Look me in my mouth. You know why they're doing it now? We say, we want people to feel comfortable in here. Look at me, everybody. I don't want any Sunday you come to this church comfortable. I want you uncomfortable coming in here because there will be something that will challenge you, and you can't be challenged unless you're uncomfortable with something in your life. That's right. That's right. I'm, uh, where am I at? What verse? It says, for by doing these things actively. Actively. 
developing these virtues. We want to develop these virtues that I've just been talking about, these qualities I've been talking about as a Christian man and as a Christian woman, all right? He says you will never stumble. And we don't want to be stumbling around up in here in your spiritual growth. And you will live the life that leads others away from sin. That's right. Amen. 11. It says, for in this way, entry into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And that's what I'm talking about. We want to be kingdom men and kingdom women yeah. so that we can enter into the kingdom eternity Amen. of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. But here's the key. Yes. It will be abundantly provided to you. It's be abundantly provided to you. Amen. Say amen. Amen to that.